When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're brawling this team. The guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak when we'd roll into a bigger center. They'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL where I was making more money and doing that. I'd like to. Thank you very much. Where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah, working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, hi, everybody. Welcome to the RB Show. Happy Monday. Welcome inside Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, where we're beginning our final week of our residency. <laughs> Summer's coming to an end. Don't remind me. That's one half of the show here in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada. The other half is in Tirana, Ontario, Canada. Darren Moose DuPont, we are on the radio, WQEE in Atlanta, all across Canada and 31 U.S. states on television on Game Plus TV. And we're rocking it in the free world on podcast and YouTube Live. Uh, Moose, welcome. I say welcome home, but I guess you've been home for a while, right? You've been in the T-Dot for a while. How are things out there? That's right. Things are good. Things are really good. Got to spend a lot of time last week uh, with some family and touring around, and the weather's been okay, and things are bumping, so it's good. Good to hear. Well, listen, before we get in, I'll tell you what's going on. Mike Wilner will be with us later on in Hour 1 from the Deep Left Field Blue Jays podcast to talk about Canada's team as we charge towards the home stretch here. Some baseball talk in Hour 1. In Hour 2, NFL talk with Tory Gurley. And those are the guests. Kevin the Medium is going to drop by as well here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. He will serve as today's live guest. So stay alive, Kev, till hour two at least. And I've also had Moose, a stern yeah. talking to already today. By 8 a.m., 7 a.m. Monday, I was already given a lecture that might be a new record. Do you want to know by whom? I do, I do. The cleaning staff, I'm not sure you're allowed to call them a maid anymore, but at the wonderful hotel adjoining here at the Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, I got a stern talking to today because I was doing my laundry, but also working out. And in the middle of the workout, I left my phone on the, uh, well, <laughs> what Serena calls the old person's stationary bike. It's not like a real stationary bike. It's the one that you lean back in and pedal. And I said, well, I'm old. Yeah. Anyways. I left my phone on that thing, and I went down, and my clothes were done, so I was folding the clothes. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy and leave them in the dryer, right? I, so I'll fold, right. and then I'll go back and finish my workout. I come down the hallway, and the maid who I've gotten to know her, what's it been, Kev, six weeks here? She's like, you, you left your phone in the gym. It's at the front desk. And I said, oh, okay, thank you. So I go to the front desk of the hotel. And I, she, the lady reaches, she hands it to me. And I said, how did you know that it was my phone? And she goes, um, your ID's on it. <laughs> how, about how about that? It reminds me well, of that go. Naked Gun movie, right? Where uh, Leslie Nielsen, when they solved the murder, and they're like, how did you track this guy down? Well, this, this, and this, and this. And plus, he left his wallet in it. 
coat pocket. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Oh, how about that? We lost him. I thought that story was going somewhere different. I thought the stern talking to was going to be about leaving his laundry, wet laundry in the washing machine and clogging up the laundry uh, washing machines and having a lineup of people waiting. So, again, when Rod logs back in, just fire him on the screen. We'll pass it off. Um, I'm sure we're going to get to the quick six show topics, but for me, it's good to be back on the show after, after a week off, and I'm excited for the Jays, for Mike Wilner to come back on. We took in two Jays games uh, last week. Uh, my brother, my sister, and my dad were here um, for, uh, for five days, so we took in that. We got to see the Argos play at home. That was, geez, that was a week ago on Sunday, so it's been eight days since that happened. There's lots to talk about in the Canadian Football League, um, including the Riders and Lions fresh from last night. That was a great finish. I thought the Lions had it at the end. Um, you've got time on the clock. You've got you know, just a two-point deficit, and Vernon Adamson engineered back-to-back touchdown drives. Now, ultimately with no two-point conversions, but back-to-back touchdown drives, I thought he just needs to get into field goal range. This is going to be easy. And sure enough, Larry Dean and the Riders' defense stood tall and were awesome in the final uh, moments of that game. Uh, sealed a win. Jake Dolagala was really good, especially in the first half. They put 24 points on the board, I believe it was, um, in the first half. They put a few more in the second half, not nearly as many, but they held on, did what they needed to do for a win. So there's that. That was pretty big for the Riders, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that when Rod gets logged back in here, and hopefully that's just going to be another minute. The Jays, okay, so bring them back in. There you go. Hey, Moose. Sorry about that. I'm on the uh, I'm on the uh, Century Downs guest Wi-Fi right now, not the RP uh, show. So, listen. Before I pick back up, what did I miss? What did I miss? I just said I thought that story was going to be about you clogging up the washing machines, you know, in a lineup of no. people while you're working away on the treadmill. And then uh, I filled some time talking about my week with my sister and my dad. So nothing important. Sorry about that. Appreciate you, and uh, we're good to go. Kevin, the medium, is on the internet situation, but for now, we seem to be fine. And we've done enough Mickey Mouse. And uh, Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show horn and we'll get down to it. We're going to open up with some things uh, sports-wise that if you were reading a sports cast, this is what it would be. Number one, Brandon Belt hit his second multi-homer game. Hin Jin Roo won consecutive starts, and the Toronto Blue Jays routed the Cincinnati Reds 10-3 Sunday. To win two of the three on the weekend, Kevin Kermeyer, Bo Bichette, and George Springer also had solo homers. The Jays remain half a game behind the surging Mariners for the third and final AL wildcard playoff berth. More Blue Jays talk coming up with Mike Wilner later on in hour one. Point two, out of Madrid, Olga Carmona scored with a left-footed strike in the 29th minute to give Spain a 1-0 victory over England in Sydney, Australia, to win the Women's World Cup Sunday for the first European champion since 2007. Big soccer guy here. So I had to throw that in in point two. Point three, Paramount Prince, with Patrick Husbands aboard, went wire to wire to capture the $1 million Kings plate on Sunday at Woodbine Racetrack. Paramount Prince, the plate trial winner, claimed the one and a quarter mile race in an unofficial time of 201.93 at Woodbine. Paramount Prince earned trainer Mark Cassie a third Kings Plate title. Philly, Elysian Field was second to the 17-horse field. Stanley House took third. Moving on to football on this overreaction Monday, Moose. 
We're going to start with the Canadian Football League, but spend a lot of time later on in the NFL. Tori Gurley's going to be with us. Our poll question today for Key Auto Group pertains to the National Football League. But we'll go to the CFL now. Well, not now, boys. Woo! Itchy trigger finger there in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Itchy trigger Got finger. Got him! <laughs> Third string quarterback, Jake Delagala. Delagala threw for three touchdowns and 239 yards as the Saskatchewan Rough Riders defeated the visiting BC Lions 34-29 in a wild CFL game in Regina on Sunday. The boys at the front of the casino today. You know their names, Kev? The security guys? Uh, they were all over us about this wild, wild game, wild. Kevin's wearing his BC uh, jacket. I said, you got a lot of nerve wearing that thing around here today with the way the Lions played yesterday. They were barely in it till the fourth quarter. What was it? 21-13 at halftime. 31-13 riders going into the fourth quarter. Uh, riders won it. They held on to win it. 34-29. They improved to 5-5. Five and five. The Lions slipped to 7-3. and three. Lots of people talking about it, Moose, and here's what I think. Jim Barker came on here on Friday, said he's not a fan of Jake Dallagala, so everybody's having fun jamming that down his throat. I told everybody to take the bet, Regal bet, at 9.5 with Dallagala against this BC defense, which did not show up. Were they aware that what the game time was, Kev? Did they think the game was today? Vernon, uh, jet lag, my ass. Vernon Adams threw for 455 yards. And good for VA. They should have flown him home in first class, and the rest of the team should have taken the bus. Okay? The loser cruiser from Regina to Vancouver because that was an embarrassing display by the BC Lions. They looked, their defense looked like cardboard cutouts on the field at Mosaic Stadium. So good kudos to the Riders and Dola Gala. They shoved it up where it said don't shine for everybody else, Moose. I'm getting worked up about the game. I'm happy for them. But um, I'm not willing to say that they're Grey Cup favorites. This is You're not old enough to remember. But in the 90s, we used to say, same old Riders. Lose the games they're supposed to win and win the games they're supposed to lose. And this is an example of that. This is that. So I'm happy for yeah. them. They're going into a bye. Everybody can feel good. It's an up week in the Wheat Province. But BC did not show up. And they should be very upset and embarrassed about that showing. That's my take. Yeah, they should. Um, in, until the fourth quarter. And I thought that first half the Riders put together and Jake Dolagala did was as good as you can ask for. I think 160 yards, you know, in the first half, multiple touchdown passes, uh, and they had the big lead. I think they put, you know, 21 points on the board, you said, at the half. So, um, you know, they rode that. And it's everybody mentally, when you have a lead like that and you play so good in the first half, you're going to get complacent in the second half. You're going to play more conservative in the second half. The Riders did that. I really thought BC, though, was going to win this game in the fourth quarter. They put back-to-back -to -back touchdown drives on the board and then had the football with like a minute to go down by two. I thought they just got to get into field goal range. But that's when the Ryder defense showed up and BC made mistakes at an inopportune moment. And at the end of the day, they need to be better. They're not the same team that was rolling early on in the season. Uh, well, I thought the game would change at halftime. And to be honest... It didn't really. You know more about football than me. And, hey, I, I was told again yesterday that I don't know anything about football. So, hey, I'm going to start to believe it. But the riot, BC wasn't a different team that came out in the 
second half. Nothing changed. No. In the fourth quarter, it was like human nature that the riders laid off a little bit. I'm checking in from the audience here. A bow in Saskatoon says, man, was it loud in Mosaic last night, too. I miss hearing and being part of that noise. John in Kansas City says, good morning. Still celebrating the Riders' big win. So see what I'm saying? Everybody's happy, about, and they should be. Start spreading the news, by the way. Let's get the viewership up. You want us to talk CFL? So we are. The guy that should be the happiest is Jake Delagella because he looked like a pro quarterback. He looked great. Uh, he had receivers around him that made plays. I think they only gave up one sack. And the Riders won it. We'll just give them credit for that. But BC also lost it by not showing up, not starting to play till the fourth quarter. And they've had a few of those. Winnipeg comes to mind. So the regular season's for lesson learning. The playoffs are for winning and we'll see who has learned a lesson. Now, some of the other games, I watched the Montreal-Ottawa game. I went for uh, ginger beef because I can't have enough. Is it true ginger beef was invented in Calgary? Kevin the Medium swears that it Bingo. was. Can, can we get a ruling on this? Bingo. Bingo. You know that, Clark? <clears throat> what? Heard it from a couple of guys. They say... Okay, they say ginger beef was invented in Calgary. Uh, it's okay. We'll oh. save it. <laughs> Kevin says he's got proof. He, you can read that live on the air in an hour or two. Where was I? I went out for some ginger beef and some fried rice, and I watched the Montreal-Ottawa game, and I thought Ottawa had that one in the bag. And I don't know how much of that you were watching, but the pass, the uh, interception that was nullified that Ottawa had taken away from them upon review, I thought was an interception. The officials, in my mind, caught the Ottawa Red Blacks the game Saturday night. They should have had it because then they took it off the board. It was in the end zone. So Montreal was then able to go score, score again, and win the game. They pantsed the Ottawa Red Black. Yeah. And Caleb Evans looked like an NFL quarterback. He looked like Russell Wilson out there. So, hey, everything's going Montreal's way. Did you follow? Did you see the ending of the Ottawa game? I, sh I, yeah, I told I you I was going to ask you about it. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough because it was definitely a momentum changer when you can, um, you know, take away a stop like that and then it turns into points. Man, that'll and momentum's a funny thing. It just keeps going in your in your favor. And Caleb Evans, when he's come in the last couple of games in replace of Cody Fajardo, um, he's looked really good. Uh, I think Cody's still their guy, but for, for Jason Moss and the group there in Montreal, man, they've got to be feeling pretty good that they've got two guys they can hand the football to, and they're both capable. So they're in a pretty good spot, Montreal. Underrated right now. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet revenge and last laugh for Jason Moss with uh, what he's doing with the Alouettes. And good for them. Um, I realized our most recent rating said that our second highest city for viewership is Ottawa which I know surprised you, but it doesn't surprise me. I want to say this before I finish up with the other CFL games and we'll come back in the next segment with more CFL and some NFL, including Nathan Rourke. But they want the coverage and they're not getting it in Ottawa. They, Tim Baines, good friend of mine who covered the Red Blacks for years with the Ottawa Suns, been moved to the Senators beat. Everybody's moving off the CFL beat. It happened here in Calgary with Danny Austin. He's now covering the Flames. People want their CFL coverage and they're not getting it anywhere. 
I know it's a tremendous CFL city. My mom, when they announced that the Red Blacks were coming into the league, it was going to be their third kick at the can in the CFL. My mom, greatest CFL gal there ever was. She was like, why are they giving Ottawa a team? They failed there twice. And I'm like, mom, I love you, but you got to get out of Milestone, Saskatchewan, population 640, and maybe go to Ottawa and see what a tremendous city that is. What a tremendous football city that is. Ottawa hasn't failed the CFL. The CFL's failed Ottawa. They love their team. Now, having said all that, I see what they're saying about Bobby Dice and so forth, and it's not fair. They're saying career assistant doesn't know what he's doing. That's all wrong. That's all poppycock. In life, you're either going forwards or you're going backwards. It doesn't matter how fast you're going. But it's important where you're going. And Ottawa's going in the right direction. And they got screwed by the officials the other night. What are you going to do? But at least they're getting better. They're not getting blown out. Should have won the game. Anyways, there are other games we're going to talk to. And by the way, I opened up, Moose, the text line from the weekend. And people said, you got to go to the Elks parade on Saturday. Is he joking? Was there a parade in Edmonton for the Elks? Did you know, Kev? <laughs> well, they won. I was busy on Saturday. Uh, yeah, well, maybe they were having a parade. But can somebody tell me, I'd have probably gone if I'd known they were having a parade in Edmonton. Was Brian Hall the marshal? <laughs> This is the warm-up. We're halfway through it. We'll be right back. We are live and rocking and rolling on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. All right. Thank you, Tuna. We are live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on a Monday, beginning our final week here in Calgary. I'm going to miss it. Hey, 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 hey. Who's this road in here? Oh, oh, oh. Rob Scott is watching in BC. He's written in. He goes, have I missed the what's going to happen with Nathan Rourke discussion? No, you haven't. It's in my list. You showed up just in time, Rob. John Ohm. In Winnipeg says, get your CFL news here, RP show. Uh, and Kevin, the medium, has this, but John Holmes looked it up. Let's bring in Moose. Ginger beef was invented in Calgary in the 70s at the Silver Inn restaurant in 1975. 
Sisters Lily Wong and Louise Song opened the restaurant as a chop suey restaurant serving up Chinese food. So it's That's not just tell a rumor. That Canadian Chinese food is different than, than food you eat in China. Um, this was adapted, I guess, for Canadians. I would have thought somewhere overseas it was developed. It's been Canadianized. Well, it's fan flippantastic. I love so ginger good. beef. Uh, yeah, Calgary or otherwise. Reg wants to know, was it a pride parade Saturday in Edmonton? I don't know, bro. I was at a pride festival on Saturday. How about that? Um, Rob also says, I need to get, he needs to uh, have on his bucket list, get to every CFL venue when he retires. I'll tell you this, everyone is fantastic. Everyone is great. And uh, coming up next hour, I will bring in Kevin, the medium, to talk about how the, the tour that I took him through McMahon Stadium in the press box, that he survived. Yes, I spent time in the Bombers radio booth. Said hi to my good friends there, the Stamps radio booth. We popped into the TSN booth. Had a great chat with Mrs. Dwayne Ford, Sherry Ford. We go way, way, way back to the pre-TSN days for her, the CBC days. Wow. She's a rodeo queen, which not a lot of people would know. Okay, are you ready to get back on track? Let's do it. All right. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, just to see if you guys are paying attention. Yeah, thank you. Right on. Still working. The text line is brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Providing the right keynote speaker for your event, contact Joe at emjmarketing.com today. And we have a few text messages already on the show. Jeff in Edmonton, he's a Cats fan. He writes and he says, I put 150 on the riders straight up on Bet Regal Sunday. Needless to say, I'm a huge Jake, Jake Dolagala fan now. How about that? Bet Regal is our official betting partner, and they won Jeff some cheese. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba says, a win is a win. The riders need to cover the deep balls better, though, to remain competitive. And I'll also say Kirk in Toronto writes in. He's watching on Game Plus TV right now. He says, they say tickets are selling with the south end zone. Sold out for the CNE game this Friday night between the Argos and the Stampeders. A rematch of the 1971 Grey Cup in 2017 as well. Um, but, Moose, let me say this. I don't know if you saw on our Facebook page, people were writing in admonishing Craig Dickinson, the head coach of Sask, that they almost lost a game because they took a timeout, time count violation inside two minutes to go in the game and lost it down. I'm like, Dickey wasn't on the field. They're saying he should have taken a timeout before the clock hit zero. I'm sure he was trusting his quarterback to get it off. Uh, have, you, have you seen that argument? And what's your take on it? And I thought it in the moment. I thought, ah, it would have been really great if he used the timeout because they gave the ball back to BC with like a little over a minute to go and a chance to put points on the board and win the football game. I thought that was, I thought it was a mistake. But as a coach, okay, it's a bit of playing a game of chicken, right? Because that timeout is very critical for your team down the stretch. So you don't want to burn it. You you need your quarterback to get that playoff. So you're trusting him to get the playoff, um, and. Either you don't trust him and you take the time out or you got to trust him. And he chose to trust his quarterback. It didn't work out for him. But I'm sure that, that Craig would do that again, trust the quarterback to get the playoff in time. Or the quarterback's got to recognize and have the freedom to call the timeout if he's not going to get the playoff in time on the field. So it was a tough moment, but the Riders' defense bailed him out. They never had to worry about it. 
The bar flies in Winnipeg, writes in and says coaching in Regina has been an issue for a while. And he says, was that really 27000 at Mosaic? No, it wasn't. Don't ask questions. You know the answers, too. Uh, David in Winnipeg says, by the way, nice jacket, Moose, looking sharp. That's his ode to the Seattle Kraken. And I'll just say this to Darren. As I now go into my third season of covering both the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames, I'm really missing hockey. So I told Darren that this week, in the absence of anything going on in hockey, really, I'm going to do what I've been doing the last few years, and that's my division-by-division division predictions for standings. Sometimes they're bang on, and sometimes I couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with them. But nobody else is talking about it right now, so for the rest of the week, we will do standings predictions. There you go. That popped into my head. Now, we will get to the NFL because the guy asked about it, but I will tell you that our CFL coverage is brought to you by, in part by, Sober Carpenter Non-Alcoholic Craft Beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. We talked about Montreal coming back and beating Ottawa 25-24. Friday night here in Calgary, a lot of field goals. They're starting to get antsy with Craig Dickinson, but I agree with Jim Barker. Uh, sorry, with Dave Dickinson. Dave Dickinson's not going anywhere, so they need to figure this all out. Jake Mayer could be better. On offense, they could all be better. Somebody said to me the defense was terrible the other night on both teams. I'm like, what are you talking about? There was sub-20 points per side. The defense, I felt, was fine. Uh, wasn't a well-attended game. Calgary is 3-7. and seven. And as they say, Darren, it's a little late to say that it's early. You know what I mean? And Winnipeg yeah. did just enough with a backup quarterback, Drew Brown. Like, I got to think. Let's just spend a minute on that. Because Winnipeg's in our top, well, both Calgary and Winnipeg are in our top five cities for viewership. Calgary can't feel real good that Winnipeg came into their place with a backup quarterback and took two points out of there, whether it's by one point or not. And Paradis missed a field goal to win it late. Things aren't good around here. No, they're not. And, you know, when you've been good for so long... And then you're not so good. It shocks everybody. And then you spiral a little bit. And you don't really know what to do or how to get out of it. And, you know, I think you've got really good people still in Calgary. I think that's the big thing. You've got good people. You have to trust them and trust the process. We hear that in sports all the time. Trust the process. But this is going to be tough for fans. It really is because they're not used to it. You know, we used to say that winning in Calgary, they did it so often that it got boring and nobody wanted to show up. Well, now... The game should be fun again. So, and, you know, with a little doubt. Obviously, you don't want this much doubt if you're Calgary, but um, it is tough, and it's, it's just it's different. We're not used to them going through this. They don't really know how to handle it. But hello, Calgary. Welcome to the real world. Sometimes your team yes. ain't great. Um, I'm going to move on to the NFL now. At the top of Hour 2, we can talk a lot more CFL if you people wish. Tory Gurley's going to be with us an hour or two as well from uh, the National Football League, our insider, who has appeared on ESPN, NFL Network, SEC Network. Good friend of mine. Jameis Winston, famous Jameis, directed three touchdown uh, drives in the second quarter, and the New Orleans Saints defeated the L.A. Chargers 22-17 on Sunday. The second preseason game for both NFL teams went on as scheduled despite torrential rain from Tropical Storm Hillary that caused most sporting events scheduled for Sunday in Southern Cali to be canceled or rescheduled. But who really cares about that game? I mean, with the NFL 
week two preseason. I said in my 10 things called them last week, there's just too much going on in the NFL preseason for me to pay attention to because in the end, none of it really matters. So it doesn't, right? So the key thing for me, and I think you and what I've picked up on social media across this country is Nathan Rourke and what's happening in Jacksonville. So the Jaguars sacked Detroit Lions quarterback Teddy Bridgewater on his very first snap, held him to a total of two yards offense in three drives, and then forced a fumble, which made Lions coach Dan Campbell keep him into the second quarter longer than he planned. Jacksonville smoked the Lions 25-7 on Saturday. On the Jaguars' side, C.J. Beathard threw a 15-yard touchdown pass to Parker Washington late in the first half to help lead the Jaguars to their second straight victory in the preseason. He was filling in for Trevor Lawrence, as many of the starters for both teams watched the preseason game to avoid injuries. Beathard was 12 of 20 for 138 yards, and according to head coach Doug Peterson, has done enough to hold off rookie Nathan Rourke to be the team's number two quarterback, according to coach Doug Peterson. Nathan Rourke was 10 of 12 for 121 yards. And if you saw Dave Naylor's Twitter, he's like, he led 10 drives. He led four touchdown drives out of the 10. Three of those ended in turnovers, I think, by receivers of the running back. So it's actually seven drives that he had, four of them in the end zone. If you're Nathan Rourke, you're going, what more do I got to do? And you see there's a lot of people. Have you been following this in Canada? Just like They want to burn down the stadium in Jacksonville because Nathan Rourke hasn't been named number two, QB2, to Trevor Lawrence. And it's like, C.J. Beathard wasn't bad. He's got more experience. It's his sixth NFL season. I would think that's what Doug Peterson is thinking. He just trusts Beathard more. So the guy wrote in and said, what's the future for Nathan Rourke? He's going to sit there in Jacksonville and wait for his chance. He ain't coming back to Canada. It's frustrating for Nathan because clearly, Darren, going into the preseason, we've been saying this for how long? It's all predetermined. They already know who's made the jobs, for the most part, unless they're outright saying it. Like last year in Pittsburgh, where they had an open competition for between Pickett and uh, Trubisky for the number one job. But that wasn't the case in Jacksonville. So I don't understand what everybody's right. so upset about. Do you? No, I mean, C.J. Beathard he signed a multi-million dollar deal. And when you invest in something, you're going to see it through, right? Um, this isn't a case necessarily of them thinking that Beathard is better than Nathan Rourke or that much better, but they've invested in him. So you're going to see it through a little bit here. Now, if something happens to Trevor Lawrence, is Beathard going to be the first guy up? Yes. But is he necessarily going to be the guy to lead Jacksonville down you know, the stretch of a season if, you know, you know, God forbid, something should happen to Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. Because Nathan Rourke was electric every time he got on the field. He made plays happen. People around the NFL know who Nathan Rourke is. They're tweeting about him last week after the big escape job. And then he did it again. I, you know, in this game, um, and they're tweeting about it again. The NFL is from their official accounts. So Nathan Rourke was electric. I think they're really high on him. But Beathard, you said, didn't do enough to lose the job. He wasn't horrible. He was just average. But when you invested in him, he's going to be the guy here, at least in the short term. Well, and man, do we have a discussion brewing here. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, now you know why Bo said no to the NFL. That's a fact. And I always knew why he did. I get it. Trust me. We'll talk about that more in hour two because we're running out of time here. But he was never going to challenge Kirk Cousins at all. And he wanted the opportunity to challenge Kirk Cousins. They told him he wasn't going to. So Bo said, bye-bye. I'm going back to Calgary. And I don't think he regrets that. Cooper's watching in Mississippi. He's a football guy. 
And he says Nathan could be a legit starter for 25% of the NFL teams. The kid is fantastic. Rob in BC watching, he says, I can't believe that Doug Peterson stated that Beathard is the de facto number two. What? Darren just explained why. It was all predetermined. I hope Nathan didn't think he had a chance because he didn't have a chance. It's unfair, but that's the way that it is. From Rod Monroe, writes in, he says, good morning to the best sports talk show around. Thank you, Rod. Appreciate you. Moose, I'll see you back here for the start of hour two, okay? You bet. Blue Jays talk with Mike Wilner coming up live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino here in Calgary on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio Podcast and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. The week has arrived. The World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals are here beginning Wednesday, August 23rd to the 27th. We'll be here. So come on down and join us in Calgary. And the tickets are on sale at showpass.com. Pausing the football talk to talk a little baseball. Let's bring in Mike Wilner for the Deep Left Field Podcast. Brandon Belt had his second multi-homer game. Hinjin Roo, one consecutive starts, and the Blue Jays routed the Reds 10-3 Sunday to uh, take two or three on the weekend. Kevin Kermeyer, Bull Bichette, and George Springer also had solo homers. They're off today. Mike, good to see you again, my friend. This Blue Jays season continues to just be up and down like a toilet seat. How are you on the Jays today in terms of how good of a team they are? I've never heard up and down like a toilet seat before. I mean, it's, well, a, good, well, it's a good team. It's a good team. It's a long season. They have the eighth best record in Major League Baseball, but they're not in a playoff spot right now. So I, I think that, you know, they, they should be a lot better than they are. I don't think there's any question about that. We all thought going into the season that they would be comfortably in a playoff spot all year and have a shot at the division title, but it's just not, it's not the way it works. You know, it's not... Uh, As I say so many times to so many people, it's not hockey. And it's not hockey means a lot of things. One, there aren't a lot of teams who are comfortably in a playoff spot all year long. The Blue Jays were in a playoff spot last year every day of the season, but it got a little touchy every once in a while. Um, But also, it's not hockey in that it's very easy to overcome deficits, where in hockey it's not because the teams ahead of you are getting points for losing games all the time, and it doesn't work like that in baseball. So, I mean, are they guaranteed to make the playoffs? No, but they never were. Nobody is. It's it's a very difficult game in which to make the postseason, even with the extra spots. Should they make the playoffs? Absolutely. Do I think they will? Yeah, and I think they will without much without much uh, of a question when it comes down to it at the end. 
Well, uh, a bit of a recent swoon, red series aside, coincided with Bo Bichette being out. What does he mean to this team, not just on the field, but um, in that locker room, Mike, that you know of? I mean, you know, he's the best hitter on the team. And we all expected that to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but hasn't happened for the last couple of years. But Bo's got a really good chance of winning a batting title. He's leading the league in hits for a third straight year. He's rewriting the record book for the Blue Jays as far as hits are concerned. And he's a real cog right up at the top of that lineup. So he's hugely important for them. And the fact that they were able to tread water and play 500 without him is, is pretty good considering the way the rest of the offense has gone all season. I think in the locker room, in the clubhouse, I think he's as as loud a voice as he wants to be. You know, he's not a real rah-rah guy, but he's also extraordinarily respected by everyone in that room because of the amount of work he does and and uh, the preparation and just the the you know how much he pays in sweat to get ready for every game. I think Matt Chapman is a very loud voice in that room. Uh, and, you know, people listen the few times when he talks. And I think it's the same way for Bo. I don't know. It doesn't feel to me like he's someone who's going to just sit down and address the whole team or someone who's going to throw a bunch of chairs around a clubhouse. But I think that when he does have something to say, people really perk up and listen. Please finish this sentence for me, Mike. The Blue Jays will contend for a World Series if... They make the playoffs. That's That's all they have to do. That's all all they have to do. They make the playoffs. They're as good or better than anybody in there. And, you know, I I was uh, watching... I don't know. It was one of the games in the last homestand. It was... um, I think it was the Hicks to Romano game uh, the first time the two of them pitched at the back of a ball game together and Hicks pitched the eighth and Romano pitched the ninth and after the game sitting waiting for John Schneider to come into the uh, interview room post game one of the other beat reporters someone who's been doing this almost as long as I have turned to me and said they're going to win the World Series and I was like you know what they're probably going to win the World Series if they get in they they what well, champ- everyone has always said for years and years and years, pitching and defense wins championships. The Blue Jays have the best pitching and defense in the major leagues. Uh, what they have to do is win, uh, is get into the playoffs. But once they do, uh, they've got the tools to shut down every team they play. They just have to score enough, and that's been the issue all season long. You know what? That's what I wanted to get from you team-wise today, but let me just end it with this. And we got some time here. Broadcaster to broadcaster, how do you feel about the Baltimore Orioles suspending Kevin Brown, their play-by-play guy, for reading unflattering stats on the air? You best they weren't even unflattering. They, they weren't they were even fact. unflattering. So however you want to say it, how did you feel about Look, that? I, I, first of all, don't understand how ownership looks at that and says this is making us look bad. What, what Kevin Brown said was that they'd won more games against Tampa Bay this year than they'd won in the last three years combined. And it's not like he just said it. There was a graphic set up that everybody knew that this was something they were going to talk about. It was in the press notes that day. It is just a ludicrous 
embarrassing. You know, the the um, I think it was Gary Cohen of the Mets who said that the Orioles have draped themselves in humiliation, and I think that was a, a brilliant way to put it. It's um, it's it's a ridiculous thing. You don't want you don't want a broadcaster who's going to. Um, for lack of a better word, piss on your shoes and tell you that it's raining. You want someone who's going to tell you what's going on right in front of you. You don't want maybe, you know, if you're a team-controlled broadcast, you don't want someone going off the rails and talking about how how they're terrible and, and you know, ownership is a mess and all this stuff. Fine, because they work for you, whatever. But you have to be real, and you have to say what's really going on. And to, to say, hey, how great is this? They had such trouble against this team for the last three years, and now they've beaten them so much more often this year. First of all, it's a positive. Second of all, it was set up. So if you're suspending Kevin Brown but not suspending everybody in the truck and your entire PR department who wrote that in the notes, then you're, you're very misguided. But it's obviously, I mean, there's so few things in this world anymore, Rod, get universally... Uh, one side of an opinion on it. And no one in the world in which we exist has agreed with the Orioles' decision on Kevin Brown. Everyone has talked about how terrible they were. And so, you know, every once in a while, when when the whole world is on one side of something, it's a a pretty obvious thing. Well, it's an injustice for sure, but... As I've learned lately, you just got to kind of let these things go. Google Kevin Brown, it'll come up forever. Orioles broadcaster suspended for it, da, 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 da. And I'm not sure if I ever told you, but I spent 20 years play-by-play in the Canadian Football League, 20 years play-by-play in major junior hockey with the Regina Pats, and I had one team guy come up to me one time and say, you're making us look bad. I'm like, no, you're making you look bad. What do you want from me? Right. So I don't know that it's just a Baltimore thing. I, I just think it's the way that it is. But any last well, thoughts before I let you go, air. Mike? They didn't take you no. off the air. They just told you, right? So um, <laughs> yeah. the last thoughts are just, look, baseball's a long season. Um, pe- teams fall in and out of the playoffs all the time. The Blue Jays, after the series against Baltimore, have, I think, Colorado, Washington, Oakland, Kansas City. So uh, Seattle's won 18 out of their last, 19 out of their last 24 games. There, then they did that just to make it to within a half a game of, of the Jays, just to be a half game ahead of them. So there's no chance they keep up this level of performance for the rest of the year. Um, it's, for some people, fun to ride the roller coaster of living and dying with every <sighs> game. And and going nuts every you know looking at the standings every day and and flipping out, um, it's it's not the way to do it in baseball for your health. You just you just can't. So uh, you got to let a season breathe. The season is breathing uh, a little oddly, but there's still a quarter of it to go. And just enjoy the ride. That's all. Enjoy. Don't worry. Yeah, like enjoy. you say, they're a good team. You've always been the. The voice of reason for me when it comes to the Blue Jays, because I don't know enough about it, Mike. So I appreciate this. Hopefully we can do it again in the fall. All right. Happy to do it, Rod. Thanks. The great Mike Wilner from the Deep Left Field podcast. Sports update and audience takeover next. Tori Gurley, our NFL insider in hour two, and Kevin the Medium. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio. 
podcast and YouTube live. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Audience takeover time and sports update, too. I apologize if the ringing bells are coming through. It sounds like either a fire alarm or like the start of a horse race. Uh, but I I don't smell smoke. We're live from Century Downs Race Back in Casino. Yeah, you're good. Ah, one of the machines is going off. Did you win, Kev? No. Uh, before we get to a sports update, a couple things. Uh, Rob Scott in BC says, I don't follow baseball at all and missed the last segment. What happened regarding the announcer? Uh, and John Ohm, thank you for coming to the rescue. John Ohm says the Baltimore Orioles suspended television play-by-play -play announcer Kevin Brown for what they felt was commentary that was too negative against the team. And what it was, as Mike Wilner and I just discussed, it was stats. The announcer said, I saw the clip. Tampa Bay is our, uh, the Orioles have already beaten Tampa Bay more times this year than they did all of 2020 to 2022 combined. That's it. Off with your head. Suspended. So I will just say this, not like I haven't said it 1,001 times, but this is where it's gone. It never used to be that way. And I had this happen to me a few times near the end of my play-by-play -play career where, the, where I would be reading the truth, facts, stats or otherwise, and have somebody in my face going, you're making us look bad. No, you're making you look bad. What do you want me to say? And finally, when it was over, it's just, I'm done. And rather than be the guy to sit and complain that it's not how it used to be, it's, I'll just go do something else. Here we are. Robin BC says, okay, so basically the Orioles confused objective reporting with public relations. Or lying. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't. Remember that story I told about being in Florida at the Ryder camp? And I'm like, here's the headset, guys. You host the show. Because I have no idea what you want me to say. Some guys are willing to put up with it. I'm not. Sports update, well, then just furthermore, people often wonder why I don't listen to the play-by-play -play or the color commentary of any broadcast, really, at all. Colin Patterson gets it. Patter gets it. He's going to be down here on Thursday because he doesn't listen to it either. He goes, I don't have the sound on when I watch. He goes, I know what's, I can tell what's going on. So last night we were watching the Ryder game and I uh, didn't have the sound up. And the guy I was with goes, I wish we had uh, sound. I'm like, why? Can't you not see what's going on? Because I can. Canada's run at the Little League World Series ended with a 10-1 loss to Mexico in an elimination round game on Sunday. The Canadians, represented by North Regina Little League, opened their scoring in the first inning when Jackson Weir stole home. 
Mexico leveled the score of 1-1 in the third, then surged ahead with an eight-run fourth to seal the victory. Here in Calgary, Ken Duke birdied the par five, finishing hole of the Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club to win the 2023 Shaw Charity Classic. He sank a clutch four-putt, a four-foot putt on the 18th to win his first-ever PGA Tour Champions event in his 100th career start. Sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters August 18th. Is that now? Yeah, in theaters now. Strays. Abandoned on the mean city streets by his low-life owner, Doug, a naive but lovable dog named Reggie, falls in with a fast-talking, foul-mouthed Boston Terrier and his gang of strays. That sounds wild. In theaters now, strays. Darren Moose, DuPont, Tori Gurley, Kevin the Medium, next hour. Stick around after this brief pause, everybody.